Welcome to Live from 495. On this podcast, we interview business owners from the 495 Beltway. We not only learn what they do and how they do it, but we take a dive into how they impact our community. Welcome everyone to Live from 495. I'm your host, Ty Jordan, and today I have a very special treat. My guest today is Matthew Allison. How are we doing today, Matt? Hi, Ty. Great. Uh, thank you very much for having me on. I uh, look forward to this discussion. It's uh, exciting to be on here with you and, you know, kind of talk to all the people about the good things that are going on and what we can do for the future. Great. Matt is from Shepherd and Goldstein, located right here in the lovely town of Worcester. So, Matt, you want to go ahead and enlighten the w- listeners on everything you got going on? Yeah, absolutely. So, Shepherd and Goldstein is really a full-service accounting firm. Uh, it was started in 1980. Okay. Um, at that point, it was just uh, a couple partners. And since then, it's obviously expanded. Today, we occupy space in the Worcester area, Framingham. Uh, we have a presence on Cape Cod and uh, also extending all the way up into New Hampshire. So the 495 corridor, spot on to exactly where we are. Um, we really enjoy working with the smaller businesses, kind of small to midsize. Uh, we're not out there to try to you know challenge the big four or anything like that, but really provide right. a, a personal true service to, to all of our clients and be able to make sure that they feel like they're getting what they, uh, what they're really looking for. That's excellent. And, uh, what kind of impact do you guys think you've had on that 495 area so far? Well, it's been great. Um, you know, obviously this last year has been a, a huge challenge for oh, everyone. Yeah. Um, but because we have that personal relationship with all our clients, we've been able to really interact with them, uh, provide some great information and, and really help them get through some of the challenges that they're facing. Um, we're routinely trying to put out webinars, things like that. We try not to blast everybody's email. I think I get like, you know, 50 emails a day about this, uh, this update on PPP or that, or this, or, you know, disaster recovery. We try to minimize how much I'll call it invasive chatter that goes out there. Um, but we really try to make sure that if there's something that's specific to our client and we have that, that true understanding of them, we'll reach out directly rather than just blasting it to everybody with, uh, things that don't necessarily help them. Yeah, a lot of business owners and a lot of uh, entrepreneurs, like a lot of the common complaint that I see is, you know, being in front of that laptop all day, getting that screen fatigue. Oh, the screen fatigue is, is for sure uh, an issue. Um, I think yesterday I was on Zoom for like six to eight hours. Uh, so it was uh, pretty much never ending. But at the same time, there's there's some benefit of that. I think technology had its stress test through this. and. Yeah. Uh, and although there were so many different pitfalls uh, with COVID, that technology stress test also opened up a lot of doors. So now we can, you know, immediately contact anyone regardless of where they are. Uh, I know for our business, we actually have clients out on the West Coast and we've expanded our client base out there purely because of Zoom and the, the ease that we can communicate. So in the past, it would be, well, we're not really going to take that business out in California because it's going to take, you know, five days to travel out there, spend time, get a feel for everything. Now you can pop on Zoom right away, get that really good understanding, and then minimize the travel cost and and time constraints. It's great to see that dynamic. Like, it's a capability we've had for a long time, for years. And, like, nobody put it into, like, any kind of practical environment or use until now. Like, this pandemic has truly changed the way people work. And, you know, having, you know, a lot of people being able to navigate through this pandemic has been crucial. Uh, What are some of the things that you guys have done at Shepard and Goldstein to get through this pandemic? So the the technology changes, you know, luckily since you're taking care of us with with having everything kind of cloud-based already. So we were well set to adapt to that piece. Um, As far as 
getting out and trying to reach everybody, you know, through the challenging times, we've had to make our adjustments. Um, so like I said, the webinars, a lot of Zoom meetings. Um, we're currently trying to do all of our tax work right now uh, via Zoom just to, the last thing we want to do is put anybody at risk, um, our employees or the clients. So being able to, to have that face-to-face conversation, even though it might not be truly face-to-face, yeah. um, does certainly make a difference. On top of that, you know, we, we are actually specialists in uh, disaster recovery, and we used to do a lot of business on building business value and transition planning. Um, so the M&A markets continue to thrive, surprisingly. Uh, we really thought there was okay. going to be a cutoff there, but it seems that there's, there's so much money in private equity today that, um, you know, they're just continuing on. There's a little bit of additional due diligence that goes on, but, um, but certainly, you know, that side of things hasn't really come down. Um, when you combine all that, what we used to be doing to apply today with disaster recovery, um, it all kind of falls in parallel. So the same thing, strengthening, you know, management, cash hoarding, trying to maximize your cash flow, all those things are critical to get through this, uh, this pandemic, mm-hmm. but also, you know, to sustain future growth and also, you know, build up your business later on. Excellent. I, I love all the strategies that you guys put in place and it's definitely meant a lot for business owners, especially in this 495 area and the smaller uh, businesses that are operating right now. A lot of those businesses aren't coming back, you know, due to the stress that this pandemic has placed on them. It, it's sad to see that kind of, uh, you know, notion go around. Is that something that you guys have seen as well? It's, uh, we've seen it to a minimum extent. Uh, we've been pleasantly surprised how well everyone's been able to adapt So businesses that were so focused on maybe consumer goods or some sort of entertainment being able to adjust and, you know, pivot their stuff into PPE supplies or, um, you know, sometimes even going as extreme, you know, we go from uh, potentially bike manufacturing to uh, face shields and, uh, and that, that's really been something that we've taken great satisfaction in seeing. Um, Obviously things like restaurants, everything like that. It's, it's a much tougher uh, piece. So the PPP, making sure that anyone can get the, uh, the economic stimulus packages that, that are out there or tax breaks, the FFCRA that we were talking about earlier on, um, those are, are critical to make sure that they can weather the storm right now and hopefully you know, be able to thrive when, when things open up again. Great. Do you guys see a lot of business owners coming to you asking about those benefits that you know, they're unsure of or don't know about? 100%. And uh, uh, as, as we kind of noted, we just had a PPP uh, round two webinar last week, and we have to put up a disclaimer on, you know, slide one that says everything here is subject to change. It's uh, the first rollout was uh, what we can call that maybe a, a little bit of a checkered yeah. <laughs> past. So I think they've, they've gotten a lot better and, and more streamlined, but certainly, you know, even that day when we were starting up, they just issued all changes from the night before. Um, so we're going through trying to you know, make our last minute edits, highlight things in red to say, yep, we had this in there. It was right as of, you know, 12 hours ago, but now it's wrong. <laughs> Got to pivot on a dime. <laughs> yeah. So it's, uh, that's, that's been, you know, a challenge for everybody is really understanding things and the complexities. A lot of people, you know, on the first round didn't necessarily think that they would qualify um, or, you know, they, they were concerned with, all right, what, what are all these criteria and the gates we have to make it through? This one has a little more structure to it, mm-hmm. um, but certainly, you know, any business that has seen a noticeable drop, it's a 30%, I believe, um, drop in, in revenues from last year in any given quarter, 
um, can qualify. So certainly if any business owners out there are listening and you hear that, um, you know, reach out to us, reach out to uh, your accountant or any sort of business advisor, your banker, mm-hmm. um, and they can certainly help you with it. Definitely. So wh- what are some of the things that, um, you know, your the listeners can look forward to coming out of Shepherd and Goldstein this year? Well, good God, I hope there's recovery. <laughs> um, now, I think we're, uh, we're trying to make sure that, that we are out in front as much as possible with, uh, with the turmoil that's going on and what could potentially be ahead. Um, we want to make sure that we, that we have a presence out there. Before the pandemic, we loved being out in the networking events and things like that, being able to help people. Um, and, and also just be able to deliver that, you know, even if it's high level, you know, you come see one of our speaking engagements or something like that. Um, you know, we're always in the challenge because Rick's usually presenting right in the next room, but <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's a good competition to have. Um, you know, he puts on a great presentation and, uh, we're usually at those things together, but we're really looking forward to be able to get back out there, um, really help navigate it, what's going on right now and, and get people to a position where they can, they can come out slightly scarred, yep. um, hopefully minimally scarred, but uh, but in a position where they can come out and really be able to, you know, hit the ground running when things open up back up. Yeah. What's one of the things you miss from the uh, old day-to-day? Uh, I miss being able to see people on a regular basis. Yeah. I'm, I'm an extrovert. Uh, that's kind of what builds my energy. So yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's been crushing to be, you know, behind the screen the entire time and not being able to go out or, you know, share a celebratory beverage or, or whatever it may be. Yeah. You know, those little, uh, those little social nuances that, that kind of been taken away from us. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I miss the uh, face-to-face networking, you know, just going out to lunch, you yep. know, that's something I took for granted. You know, we had it too good for too long. Absolutely. Now it's uh it'll be great to be back out there. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure the business owners are itching for us to be out there as well. Uh, you know, get that money flowing through the economy again. You know, if you guys could get back out there in the world, what's one major event that, you know, people would attend if things were, you know, as they used to be? We've always had uh, a big presence and team, same with you guys at Cinch, um, with the Worcester Business Journal. Yep. So directly around the 495 corridor, um, they would host their their large-scale uh, large kind of events. Um, so we would always be presenters there. We're excited to be there. Uh, similar things with supporting strategies out of Worcester. Um, so those are some great organizations that uh, that put on some good shows. Excellent. And um, some of the uh, topics I brought today were just, you know, seeing those challenges. And I think you've answered that greatly. Um, are there any other challenges that you've seen business owners face throughout this crazy time? Yeah, I think... You know, the number one thing in, in any sort of uh, crisis management for, for business owners is to consider what your cash reserves are. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like, you know, crisis 101, hoard cash. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you can possibly <laughs> do to accelerate collections. Mattress yeah. money. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, that that obviously is, is life, Brad. Uh, so, you know, profit is... Uh, Profit is vanity, or uh, <laughs> revenue is vanity. Profit is sanity. Uh, but at the end of the day, cash is king. So, yep. you know, for everybody out there, you know, be very, very diligent in tracking that. Make sure that you know you do have your reserves. I think I was watching a show the other day um, where one of these billionaires was coming in and trying to turn people around, and he said the average company has uh, roughly twenty-three days of uh, liquidity. To, wow. So, if any point they were going to cut off twenty-three days on the average business before they actually have to close their doors. 
So certainly try to be out on the forefront of that. We'd love to see many oh more, many more months than that. Um, but that, that really is the number one thing. Um, outside of that, just, you know, vigilance, you know, hang in there, stay positive. You know, at, at some point this thing's got to come to a head and, and we'll be able to get back out. That's, you know, I, I couldn't have said it better myself, you know, being able to prepare for this kind of thing is just something that business owners aren't in the mindset of because they've been used to their success for so long. And then, you know, having things hit the fan as they did, you know, you're, you're spending money on expenses that you never thought you'd spend money on hand sanitizer. Yeah. When's the last time you bought that in bulk? It's, <laughs> it, it, it is kind of mind boggling. You know, so many people, they, they would put together a great plan for some sort of, you know, disaster recovery, but disaster recovery wasn't, a global pandemic that shut the world down, you know, for, mm-hmm. for in many aspects for close to a year now. Um, you know, it, it, tragedy was, you know, passing of a, of a key employee or something like that, or, you know, a hurricane comes through and powers out for a week. Yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a very different thing to plan for and something that was really impossible to plan for. Um, it'll be interesting to see what the future lies as far as disaster recovery and things like that go now that, this is something that was completely, un, you know, unfounded before, and suddenly now we have to be conscious of it going forward. Yep. Do you um, do you do a lot of remote work at home now, like every single day, or is it? Do you have a chance to? We um, we actually, so our office is doing staggered schedules. Okay. Um, we were kind of back and forth on this. We've had a couple events. Um, thank God, no, nothing real negative or or significant illness, but. Um, you know, through contract tracing that we've had to shut down the office for periods of two weeks or so. Yeah. Um, so we're trying to do staggered schedules. So it minimizes risk to our employees. Um, so we're doing right now three days at home, two days in the office. Okay. And then that way it minimizes the contact between people. So if, if we do have to go through the contact tracing again, everybody goes out, we get tested, um, we come back, everything's okay. Still out of just, you know, a protective nature, we don't want to put anybody at risk or anybody's families at risk. So, uh, at least half the offices is still capable of doing everything. And again, you know, you guys set us up great for remote work. So <laughs> it's um, <laughs> the rest of us, you know, even if we are in that two week protocol, um, vast majority of people can work. Yeah. I've, uh, I've seen a lot of organizations shift and do the same thing if they're not shifting their entire office to working remotely. So it's, it's a new world. And uh, absolutely. Well, we did, we did full-time remote, um, you know, back in the April time period where, where things were really just completely unknown. Um, so then we, we did start coming back into the office um, to a certain extent a little bit. Um, some people weren't all the time because that's what they're comfortable with. And I think that's one of the biggest challenges that, that everyone recognizes is it seems like it's easy to work from home. Yeah. Um, but you don't know, you know, maybe you're a single person and you get a nice quiet house and a great IT setup and it's no problem. Um, maybe you're a single parent with multiple kids who are, you know, bouncing off the walls and behind <laughs> you. And it's a, a world of difference, you know, for that person, as far as what their day-to-day, you know, routine is going to be. Um, so it's, it's tricky. Everybody's adapting, you know, obviously some people are, you know, they're up early and they work before the kids wake up then they yep. take care of the kids and the kids go to bed and they go back to work. Um, but it's, it's been nice to see kind of all employers, um, you know, be welcome to that. And, and understand that, you know, it's not all uh, sunshine and rainbows working from home. No, it's it's definitely a, a challenge in itself, like challenges I never thought I'd see. You know, me, myself, I, it's, we've been in this for 10 months, and I'm still 
I'm still not used to being at home yeah. all the time. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I find myself sometimes it's, you know, I wake up, I, I immediately log on and, uh, you know, it's like three o'clock in the afternoon and I'm, oh, I haven't left the desk yet. I, I should probably eat. Yeah. You know, so, so I get up from my <laughs> kitchen table that's become the command center, <laughs> you know, make a sandwich and sit right back down again and go until seven or eight o'clock. Um, so, so to some, some extent we might actually be more productive, um, though that's probably not something that we hope, uh, you know, becomes a, a permanent solution. We'll end yeah. up, but, you know, 10 to 12 hour a day routine work. Uh, so hopefully that doesn't last. Yeah. Few people that I've talked to about their experiences too, they missed that, you know, work-life balance. You would go into the office, that would be your day. You'd focus on work. Then you would go home, you can relax and think about the next day. That doesn't exist anymore. Right. It's, uh, it's, it's kind of, you know, like I said, my, uh, my kitchen table is my command center. So oh, yeah. to try to walk away and be like, oh, let's not think about work, except I've got monitors set up on, on the table <laughs> and everything like that. So it's a little tricky. Um, now it's, uh, it's going to be nice to, to be able to, that again, that comes, I think, with the social setting and being able to get out and, you know, really kind of unwind or disconnect a little bit. Yeah. I think I'm going to set up a lunch every single day. <laughs> I heard some guys that uh, they say, you know what? I woke up today and I put a suit on, even though I didn't have a Zoom. I just needed to feel like I was a real person again. <laughs> yeah. No, it's definitely, uh, it, it even, it doesn't feel real. Like even after almost a year now of like doing this, being in the house all the time, being in front of a computer screen every day, just, it doesn't feel real. No, it's, it's unbelievable for sure. Yeah. What's, um. What's a big pro tip that you have? Like what's some of the advice that you could give to some of the business owners and entrepreneurs out there? Um, you know, if you're listening today, chances are you've already proven that you're resilient, um, that you're, you're capable of change. So just hang in there, do exactly that. Um, you know, again, hoard, hoard the cash, do whatever you can there, accelerate things uh, as far as collection goes or, you know, making sure that you're well covered in any sort of exposure that you have. And, uh, just hang in. I mean, it's, yeah. it's been a wild ride. Um, good God. I hope it's, it's coming to an end soon and, uh, and then we can all be back. Yeah. So, um, there's one thing that came up yesterday that I've never seen before in my whole life, uh, inside of the market. Yeah. <laughs> GameStop. Oh my God. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, that's, uh. Yeah, so this is uh, right. We have to put a disclaimer on here. We're not offering investment advice. And yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. You don't um, want to listen to this for investment advice. It, this is not the show for that. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, that's pretty incredible, and I think that's um, it's one of the things that I've seen uh, kind of come out of this. And you know, Dave Portnoy and the Barstool, uh, the Barstool traders and and the bro traders. Now, um, you know, people have time. They have the ability to, you know, make rapid market trades and. Uh, and I think there's a, a lot of spite to, uh, you know, major banking institutions that have been making a lot of money for a long time. So, you know, whatever it was that caused this, whether it was the the Reddit revolution or, or whatever it is, um, but certainly it's a, a short squeeze of epic proportions. They did the same thing with AMC. Yeah. Um, so, you know, just uh, certainly anybody who's who's diving into that, uh, that world, um, just understand there's a whole lot of risk. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Very volatile. Yeah. I, I was like, I was thinking in my head, I'm like, wow, like that Bob Dylan song kicked in there. I was like, times they are changing. And I, it, it was crazy to see this. I had a, a couple of buddies over the last two days who have reached out to me and said, are, are you watching this? I said, yep. And I'm staying out of it. Yep. <laughs> um, yep. And then I said, I'm thinking about getting. I said, whatever you do, just 
understand you're it's no different than a casino right now right? oh yeah um you know similar <laughs> similar things bitcoin's obviously gone through its its uh market you know huge runs and it, that one in my opinion is only as good as the the first hacker to break it yeah and yeah. you know we can go from thirty five thousand dollars to zero that quick yeah so, um yeah but no investment advice here <laughs> yeah no it's it's crazy i um it, it's coming to the realization that people have a wealth of knowledge at their fingertips every single day. And now people are starting to voice that action more and communicate. And when you're getting bands and bands of people together, like it, it, it's, it's setting a new wave. And, you know, Wall Street's feeling that wave right now. 100%. Um, you know, there, there have been disruptors over history, uh, especially on Wall Street. You know, you go back to um, – the first, the initial days of uh, of essentially what is now private equity, but at that time it was uh, buyout funds followed yeah. by uh, leverage buyout, which they changed the name to management buyout because yeah. you know got negative connotations oh, yeah. through each each one. Um, but the general concept didn't really really change at all. It's just uh, you know modification of you know how can I be considered acceptable in uh, the modern world? Oh yeah, for sure. So uh, what's one way? That entrepreneurs and business owners can get a hold of you, Matt. You guys can uh, reach out to us either through the website, sglp.com, um, or you're more than welcome to reach out to us at 508-757-3311. Um, you can ask for me. You can ask for anyone. Uh, I specifically deal with mostly uh, the consulting side. You know, my expertise, I was previously a CFO of aerospace businesses, Um I have a, an understanding of operational finance, so we always go in and say, I can make you more money, and then I hand you <laughs> off to the 30 brilliant accountants to make sure that you get to keep as much of it as possible. That's crazy. <laughs> in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show today. Matt Allison, everybody, from Shepherd and Goldstein. I want to thank you for coming on the show. And I want to thank the listeners out there for being a part of this wonderful podcast. I look forward to the next episodes with all of you, and I hope you all have a great day. Thank you, Ty. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Live from 495. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. And don't forget to check out some other great episodes.